Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jimmer hits the NBA Summer League. Was his first impression with the Warriors a good one? BYU receiver Micah Simon stops by Studio B to tell us about his experiences that he and his teammates had in Harlem with the Mortal Life Foundation. Plus the greatest singular BYU sports moment in eight years of West Coast Conference inclusion. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. From the control room and Studio B and all of BYU Broadcasting, Great to have you with us on this Tuesday, July 2nd, wherever and however you're connected. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Bruce Lee kung fu movie enthusiast Jason Shepard. I'm not going to disagree, but I'm, I'm a little curious as to the reference. Where is this coming from? Oh, you don't just love Bruce Lee? Oh, I do love Bruce Lee. There was this tweet sent out by Rex Chapman, former NBA guy. Yes. Okay, he's yes. famous for the block or charge yes. tweets. I saw the tweet, did not click on it. But he sent out something a little bit out of his usual (laughs) block or charge sentiment. It was, he just said, this is the best thing that you'll see today. And the kid can't have been more than like five years old. But this little boy has memorized a Bruce Lee movie scene up to like three minutes with nunchucks. Really? Every single move collaborated perfectly with the movie in terms of just how he spins the nunchuck, when he attacks, when he uses his kung fu moves. Like, it is in unison. It is incredible. The best two and a half minutes I spent last night, other than, of course, you know, family time. But on social media, the best two and a half minutes I spent last night. Look, uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. But you mentioned, like, Rex Chapman, besides his NBA career, has become known for his blocker charge tweets. Oh, he's a social media savant. But here's the thing. When I saw the tweet... Saw that it wasn't a block or charge. <laughs> I just dismissed it because I'm like, well, if he's going to tweet something that isn't that, why am I going to? And it can be it the most on me. ridiculous things when it comes to a block or charge. Like one of them was a wedding scene that was a fake, but the best man came up with the ring and knocked the bride into a pool. And he's like, oh, block or charge. Like <laughs> it's just become like this phenomenon on social yeah. media. Rex Chapman. Still shooting threes and posting some sweet tweets. Better Rex, Chapman or Quando? Oh, man. It has to be Rex Quando, right? I think it has to be. I think it has to be. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know what that is, do yourself a favor and Google Rex Quando. I think you can sign up for his lessons in Idaho (laughs) Falls. I'm going to assume most of our uh, viewers or listeners know who Rex Quando is. Loaded show for you today, including BYU senior wide receiver Micah Simon, who just recently returned from New York and Kalani Satake's More to Life Foundation helping the Harlem Jets. What was that all about? His greatest experience with his teammates as they went back east. Plus, between the lines, we get to know the hype man of all hype oh, men, great. Isaac Wood from BYU Track and Field. What makes him tick? And where was the genesis of that scream? Where did it originate from? that went viral on Barstool and Sports Illustrated and ESPN when he was cheering on Clayton Young and company at the uh, Track and Field National Championships. Do we get a little... I know, I think we have this sounder. Yes, we do. Do we... Can we give people... Yeah. 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 
Where did that sound come from? Ah, uh, yes. Yes! He just, I love Isaac. He's he, great. He lost consciousness for a moment, I'm pretty sure there. Or he was at the ultimate consciousness at that <laughs> moment. <laughs> yes, he was connected. He was, it was, it was, he was one with the universe at that moment. <laughs> what was it the Brackenell Bakery said? He connected an avatar. Like, he just knew. It's like, all the powers are with you. Uh, we have the power for today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Jimmer, Fred Dead, played 17 minutes last night, scored 14 points, had seven rebounds in a Golden State Warriors loss to the Sacramento Kings featuring Eric Mika. A little BYU on BYU crime last night. Mika played five minutes, had two points and two rebounds. The Kings won by four, but it's the NBA Summer League, so I'm not really sure what that means. Mika and the Kings play today at 11 p.m. Eastern on NBA TV against the Heat. Fredette and the Warriors right back to work against the Lakers Summer League team at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. It's fun to watch these guys play. It's something to do in early July. Yeah, we, uh, my son and I were watching that on uh, the frontrunner train heading south after the uh, Jazz Summer League game last night watching on the train. It's, it's fun. Representing the Uganda national team, Brandon Davies was named the best rebounder in the qualifying round of the African Championships. Uganda finished third in the championships behind Kenya and Egypt. Former BYU women's volleyball All-American Ronnie Jones-Perry, one of 14 players named to the U.S. women's national team, which will represent the United States at the 11-team Pan-American Cup. Very cool. Held July 6th to the 14th in Trujillo and Chiclayo, Peru. Former player and BYU assistant coach Rob Browning, the head coach. Again, BYU's fingerprints all over the world volleyball scene. Check this out. In his last five games for the AAA Tacoma Rainiers, former Cougar Jacob Brugman has hit four home runs Mm -hmm. to go along with five runs scored and eight RBI. Uh, Last I checked, the Mariners are in full tank mode. So when is Jacob Brugman going to get the call up to the big leagues? He played with the A's for a while. We had him on the show right after he hit his first major league home run. And he he stayed there for a little while and then got traded to the Baltimore Orioles, was there in Norfolk with their AAA team, now got traded to the Mariners. I think he's doing some good work. Look, BYU baseball has a couple of guys that may see their names called up this year. Brugman certainly being one of them. Brennan Lund with the Angels is another guy that's doing really good things with the Salt Lake Bees. Also in same same league as Tacoma. In fact, they played each other the other day. I, I think both of those guys have a legitimate chance, uh, especially in September when the, the rosters expand. You know, we already saw Taylor Cole going back and forth as well between the Salt Lake Bees, yep. and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Cool stuff. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer Mania back in the NBA Summer League. His first game with the Golden State Warriors last night, 5 of 10 shooting. My math isn't great most of the time, but I have that as 50%. 14 points, 7 rebounds last night. Jason, what was your reaction to his debut with the Golden State Warriors NBA Summer League team. I was happy for Jimmer because it was a really good evening for him. As you mentioned, 14 points and seven rebounds. That was tied for second on the team in scoring. In fact, I I, I actually, I probably should on national television apologize to Jimmer right now because last night he had the 14 points, which is what he finished with. At the time, that was actually tied for the game high. And I Mm -hmm. tweeted out, Jimmer is currently tied for the game high in his summer league game. Was taken out of the game, did not play again. <laughs> as soon as I tweeted. So I need to apologize to Jimmer for jinxing 
him uh, last night in only, I guess, you know, halting his performance at 14 points. Because as soon as I tweeted out about it, uh, he went to the bench and, and then didn't come back in. I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to make you look in the camera and say sorry. <laughs> I am sorry, Jimmer. You know how badly I want you to succeed, so I, I certainly <laughs> apologize. But the 14 points in 16 minutes, not just a 50% shooting, but you talk about being efficient. 14 points in 16 minutes is really impressive. Again, I was disappointed he didn't play down the stretch. I was disappointed that when the game was close down the end that you know he wasn't one of the guys that they were going to. But it's great to see him play well. And I also, I also noticed like in huddles, Jimmer was kind of the one that was bringing guys around. He seemed very, very comfortable out on the court and then around his teammates. I, I like that. And it was good to see him have a good performance on the court. Our stat of the day is all about the Jimmer. And we'll let you decide if it gauges on a great performance or just an okay performance. Hit it. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Okay, we heard all about the 14 points. Jimmer had the highest plus minus, Jason. Yeah. One of those famous NBA stats. Of any warrior who played at least 10 minutes, he was a plus six. So for those that don't know what plus minus is, Jason, because you're the NBA guru, what does that even mean? Well, it means when you're on the floor... How well does the team do in terms of their scoring? And they were plus six. Not bad. Okay, now Jimmer took a lot of flack for having a bad number with the Phoenix Suns in the six games he appeared in when he signed that original two-year contract with the Suns, which they decided not to pick up the second-year option, and thus we are here with the Golden State Warriors. I liked what Jimmer did for the most part. He wasted little time getting into the game and scoring. He scored in under a minute on the floor. Uh, I thought he... Did a nice job defensively. He had a steal with the seven defensive rebounds. He was in a good position to get the team out and running. The one thing I wanted to see a little bit more of was him. I felt like his shot on the three-point line was just a little bit rushed a couple of times. He's one for five. And one of those was with the shot clock winding yes. down. But I thought, you don't have to. You don't have, I know he wants to show, like, I can shoot threes. I can do this. This is what I do. This is what Jimmer does. And so I was happy to see one go down, but I felt like a couple of those threes were just a little bit rushed. And I know there's some anxiety there for BYU fans and for Jimmer, certainly, to have some of those go down. So that, that's the one little criticism. I'd say just, you know, relax. You, you don't have to. You don't have to. It'll come in the NBA Summer League. He's going to get plenty of shot opportunities. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good performance. Yeah, it was, it was a nice performance to see him be able to get on the floor, look comfortable, and hit some shots. 50%, 14 points in 16 minutes. That's very efficient. Nice way to start the summer league for Jimmer Fredette. All right, now on to topic number two. Yesterday marked eight years since BYU joined the West Coast Conference. In that time, been a lot of moments and accomplishments that really stand out all across BYU athletics. Spencer, what's the greatest one singular moment in BYU's eight years of West Coast Conference inclusion. Now, this is tough because you can't say, like, one program, what one program has done in yes. the West Coast Conference. One moment. Or one team did in one season. One moment. For me, I'm going to rewind to the year 2014. The BYU women's volleyball team goes on this magical run in the NCAA tournament with the Olmstead tournament stash, Jen Hampson and Alexa Gray. <laughs> it was incredible. They stole the BYU Sports Nation attention away from the BYU football team at the Miami Beach Bowl. Hey, we were in Miami, 
at the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel celebrating the week of bowl festivities. And where's the football team? They're together in a conference room that they had specifically requested, watching the BYU women's volleyball team take on Texas in the NCAA Final Four and then beat them and get to the national championship. That was incredible. They were the first and only unseeded team in the history of the NCAA volleyball tournament to get all the way to a Final Four and then get to a national championship. We have a piece of the floor with us. As far as like a singular moment, that one is incredible. I mean, how close has BYU been to winning a national championship? That's the closest, right? Right. That's, that, so to me, that is the answer. I don't know. What do you have? Uh, I'm going to go with basketball. And again, since we're talking about singular moment, I know there may be some people like, well, it's, it's winning three in a row at Gonzaga. Got to be one. It's got to be one. And certainly a case can be made for the first uh-huh. of the three. Uh-huh. I'm actually going with the third of the three. Okay. The one where Gonzaga was the number one team in the country. BYU, by beating Gonzaga for a third straight time at the kennel, which is just unbelievable, taking down the number one team for the first time in program history. That was such a huge victory, and it was, it was on senior night. It was the last game of the season for, for Gonzaga. That was a 79-71 win. And speaking of Eric Mika, who we mentioned a few moments ago, 29 points and 11 rebounds in that game. That's probably the game that told him, I think I want to go probably, pro. Probably. I mean, he was dominating. But you're you're taking down the number one team in college basketball. That is always going to get attention. It led Sports Center Again, first time you ever beat a number one team in program history. For me, that's the one that stands out to me for one singular moment. This was the Dewey defeats Truman moment because <laughs> Gonzaga oh, yeah. printed thousands of newspapers that said 30 and 0. Do we still have that in here or is it up it's in the upstairs. office? It's, it's up in our office. office and BYU <laughs> made it 29 and dope. Okay? <laughs> oh, the headlines were so fantastic the next day. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with this. Like there are no wrong answers. But I will say this, if I had to pick one of the Gonzaga wins, mine would be the first, and here's why. Because it got BYU into the NCAA tournament. It's true, yes, no. And that was the last year BYU's been in the big dance. So if I had to pick one win, as satisfying as it was to ruin Gonzaga's senior night and their perfect season, and they were number one, the win over number three Gonzaga in 2015 got BYU into the NCAA tournament for the last time. And that's the last taste of the dance that we've had. So... Great stuff. Hey, send them in. Send them in. Hashtag BYUSN. What do you think is the greatest one singular moment in BYU's eight years of West Coast Conference inclusion? On to topic three. We've heard so much over the last few days and few weeks, for that matter, about max contracts and super max contracts with all of these NBA stars. Kevin Durant's going to Brooklyn. He's joining Kyrie Irving. The Jazz are loading up with Mike Conley. Where's Kawhi Leonard going after helping the Toronto Raptors win their first NBA Finals championship? A lot of people think it's going to be the Lakers, and we're going to have another super team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. Well, let's take this back to the BYU realm. And we know you can't pay players. It's the NCAA. But if you were to offer a Supermax deal, Whatever that might yeah, include. However that in, yeah, whatever that means. Within NCAA regulations, yes. you were to offer a super max deal to any one current BYU athlete across all of the teams, 
Who's it going to be and why? This was a very difficult question for me to come up with an answer because there are so many athletes that you that deserve this and, and you could go with. Here, here's what I kind of had a criteria for. Like when you think of a Supermax contract in, in, in relation to what the NBA is, it's and, and in here and for this matter as well, it's someone certainly who's earned it. That's got you. You have to have earned it. It's usually your best player. And you need them desperately to be successful. Okay. So that's kind of the criteria. And again, that fits so many. I decided to go with Kairos Tonga. Oh, wow. On on the BYU football team. Big boy. Look, he fits that criteria. He's the defense's best player, in my opinion. Maybe the best player on the team. Has the best NFL prospects. He he is a surefire NFL player whenever he decides to go. I would love to be able to keep him right here in Provo in BYU Blue as long as I possibly can. Offer him a super max so he doesn't leave after his junior season. (laughs) He is so important to what BYU does. Mostly, if for no other reason than the opposition has to account for him on every play. You cannot not know where Kairos Tonga is. He's a block eater. He, he's just unbelievable. So for me, if I'm going to give the Supermax to one guy, I'm giving it to Kairos Tonga. Okay, lay out your three criteria again. Uh, someone who's earned it. Mm-hmm. You, got, you have to have earned it. Mm-hmm. Usually your best player. Okay. And they are crucial to your success. Okay. So tell me, does Yoli Childs hit all three of those, Jason? Yes, he does, and that's one of the ones I was also considering. Yoli Childs is my recipient of the contract Supermax, whatever you want to call it, deal (laughs) at BYU because I want to reward the guy for doing the hard thing and coming back. This is the Paul George situation with Oklahoma City a while back when everybody thought, oh, Paul George is going to the Knicks or he's going to the Lakers. He's going to go somewhere and win a championship. Yoli Childs came back when he didn't have to and when he said he wasn't going to. So I'm going to reward his uh, loyalty, if you will, to BYU with a Supermax deal because all of a sudden now we're talking about BYU being an NCAA tournament team and just maybe they can compete with Gonzaga. And, oh, now they're better than St. Mary's. Before he decided to come back, what was the conversation? Uh, Toulson's a nice addition. TJ Haas is a nice player. Mark Pope, good energy. But the expectation is BYU, just get to the NIT, have some sort of progress compared to last season when you didn't get there. When Yoli Childs came back overnight. It's a game changer. Overnight, it was BYU's an NCAA tournament. You're right. Yep. Just like that. Super max contract to that guy because all of a sudden he takes your team into a next level. Love it. I like it. Our question of the day. Speaking of the West Coast Conference, and I mentioned this just a few minutes ago, what is the greatest singular moment in BYU's eight years of West Coast Conference inclusion? Maybe some people think it's Yoli Childs deciding that he's coming back to BYU basketball. We'll see how that uh, ultimately plays out. Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, and go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. On Instagram, jade.hisk answers... The BYU men's basketball 2014-2015 season. Conference runner-up, Tyler Haas, top scorer, leading scorer all-time program history. Yep. Kyle Collins with triple-double record came in 2015-16, but still, he was on that team. He said that that was the ice cream-making season. Okay, 2014-15, that was the last time BYU men's basketball went to the NCAA tournament. Is there a, a singular play that stands out to you? A singular play? 
Yes. See, that's a different conversation. Yes, I know. Maybe, I, maybe. I have a few come to mind right now. We should probably discuss that uh, when we have a little bit of time, about 20 minutes. I like it. Oh, like yeah, it. let's do it. Coming up, maybe the most anticipated between the lines ever. If you're not excited now, promise <laughs> you, you will be. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going down, and Isaac Wood's going to see to it. <laughs> Up next, Micah Simon, BYU senior wide receiver, joins us. He just got back from New York with the More to Life Foundation. What's the big deal with the Harlem Jets? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, NBA free agency equals NBA memes or BYU memes. If you're BYUSN right now, you can check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play alongside Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. Let us now welcome in a third member on the desk, (laughs) friend of the program, longtime BYU football savant, Micah Simon, who is fresh back from New York. Micah, welcome to the show. Thank you. First time in the studio. This is the really? first time you've been in the studio on the show? First time. Because we've we, we, talked to you, I feel like, 25 million times. It was always at the facility, practice field, first time here. What, so. do, you, what do you think of Studio B now that you're here in person? It's nice. I usually was just in the back, like, watching my friends. <laughs> but this is, this, is, uh, this is the real deal. So this will be your first time to sign the flag at the end of the yeah, interview, yeah. then. We're, got, we're getting the Sharpie ready for you. Let's Look do it. We'll Let's do it. We'll take care of that at the end of the interview. Let's I mentioned to you during the break. Training camp, and I call it training camp because everybody calls it football fall camp, but it's not the fall. It's July. It's in the summer, so it's we're just going to call it training camp. But training camp opens for BYU football this month. Goes through your mind when I say that? It uh, came up quick. I mean, I felt like uh, it was just 100 days away from the game, and now you know we're at 58. (laughs) So it's flying by. It's flying by. But uh, I'm excited, and this uh, this team's excited also. Well, we know part of what you've done so far this summer. We'll get into that. What else have you done? Have you been able to do anything fun? Have you been able to get away? What, what's what's the, the summer, even though I know you don't have a ton of time, what, what have you been able to do? Uh, so far, I haven't been able to get out besides, you know, we'll, we'll talk about New York. But uh, this week, I'm actually going to go to California and see uh, see my man Fred Warner. Okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him, so... Is Troy going with you? Is this just like a Micah Fred thing? No, this is a Micah Fred thing right now. <laughs> uh, but Fred will actually be back in town um, the following week. So then, you know, the three amigos will be back together. Okay, well, kind of, it has to be kind of be a bachelor thing, right? I mean, Troy's married. Yeah. That's, <laughs> he's married. It's a little different now. The, the dynamic's are different. It the is dynamic's different. are different. Okay, you just returned from New York, and uh, we're hanging out the Harlem Jets and Kalani Satake's More to Life Foundation. I think people have kind of an idea of, of what goes into this, but now that you've been around it for a few years, for those that aren't familiar with what Kalani's trying to do, what is the More to Life Foundation, and why did he go to New York? Yeah, um, so I guess I can first start off with kind of why it's the name More to Life. It's uh, Coach Coach Kalani wanted to create something that was for these kids to for them to have a, another opinion on on life, another opinion on their future. You know, you know, so many kids when you're when you're younger, it's oh, I want to be in the in the NFL, I want to play in the NBA, and you you know, it's nothing wrong to have those dreams and aspirations, but there's also more life than, than sports. So that's kind of what, where the name came from. And then why New York is uh, actually because of Coach Lavelle Edwards. When uh, 
after he retired, you know, the last game beat Utah, him and uh, his wife served a mission in, mm -hmm. in New York in that Harlem area. So whenever he, uh, when he passed away, Kalani wanted to do something to kind of continue that legacy and continue what he, what he did up there. So that's why we're, we're mainly in, in Harlem right now. It's awesome to, to follow this, seeing all the pictures. And this is something that's been going on now for a couple of, of years now. This year, though, you took on a, a bigger role with the, this trip. What were your responsibilities and what was your role this year? Yeah, I mean, I've, this is my third year I've been on the trip and I've helped out each year. Um, but this year, I think since, since I've been on the trip multiple times, Kalani was just kind of like, hey, you know, you know the drill, you know, do your thing. Uh, so working with him and working with the other coaches and, uh, you know, executive director of the foundation, Dwayne Busby, we just kind of, you know, put a plan together for, uh, for the kids to have the most fun and for our players and coaches to have fun also. Um, so it was, yeah, myself and uh, Troy Warner, were, we were kind of the two student leaders. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of communicated with all the players, all the coaches with what their assignments were. Because um, at the Harlem Jets, we kind of have a rotation of 10 stations and it's – it's not so much football drills. It's more of just building kind of connections with these kids and uh, kind of having something that'll stick with them for, you know, as long as they can remember. And then we kind of did the same type of thing at the Sojourner Truth School, which we're partnered with. Um, and their principal and guidance counselor are both amazing and doing great things at that school. So we just kind of did the same thing there and just, uh, you know, tried our, tried our best to just give those kids a, a fun time, especially it was their last week of school. So oh, man. They, they, they loved seeing us there. <laughs> what kind of activities are involved in this when you talk about the 10 different stations? So, yeah, some of the – we only had – one real football station, which was just like a speed and space kind of deal. The kids, we couldn't get rid of that one. They they loved that one. Um, but other than that, we had like some dodgeball, uh, some cornhole. Uh, we built um, some service kits for, for a hospital. Um, we had a goal-setting uh, station where we kind of worked on one-word goals and uh, something that you can live by each and every day. Um, so those kind of the things we were dealing with. And then uh, at the school, we... Uh, the, the main focus was the one word goal. And then uh, throughout the year, we've uh, sent videos to the, to the each class, each position group had a, had a class uh, classroom. So we would send videos to them, challenging them for perfect attendance, uh, you know, turning in all their homework, things like that. And we rewarded them at us with an assembly. We had like, you know, Nike gift cards. Oh, fantastic. Of, That's you awesome. Know, shirts. I know some of the people have seen like the defend Harlem shirts, uh, the built, not born shirts. So Love things it. like that. You know, I, I don't need to tell you this, but it, Having an experience like this, this stuff stays with you forever. And as you mentioned, you've been doing this now for a couple of years. Is there a, a moment or is there a story or something that has stayed with you, whether it happened just this past week or over the last couple of years? Is there, is there a moment that you'll remember from these? Yeah. I, you know, there's really like kind of three things that come to mind from the past three years I've been there. Uh, I guess the first thing is just, Whenever I go back each year, you know, I recognize kids and they recognize me. And that's just that that's crazy. You know, we see these kids once a year, but they're like, hey, it's Micah. Hey, it's Troy. It's, you know, Kyrus, you know, things like that. So that's 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 an amazing thing to see. And then um, the first year, so we cater lunch for the kids and uh, we we're just like, you know, what should we get them? So we just decided on Chick-fil-A and uh, they saw 
<laughs> they saw us unloading it off the truck, and then the kids went crazy. They were just like, man, I always wanted Chick-fil-A. I couldn't have it, da-da-da, you know, just for whatever reason. Yeah. So, like, just small things like that, you're just like, wow, you know, you might take things for granted. And I guess the last thing that just kind of always sits with me and even uh, even Coach Kalani, we were both standing together while this happened, and uh, it was the first year a kid had got his, his box of lunch and uh, went through the gate and was, like, sharing it with his mom. Oh. Like, you know, through the gate. And you just, you know, those are things you just kind of, you know, that's everyday things for us. Mm. But you just learn things from them that it kind of touches you and, like, getting emotional. Oh, <laughs> but, no, uh, I get it. Yeah, uh, that, that is emotional. But, yeah, just things like that just kind of, it makes the trip worthwhile. It makes, you know... You know, every time, you know, the summer comes comes around, everybody on the team's like, hell, what can I do to get on the trip? And, you know, we wish we could take all 120 guys. You just, but we can't. So, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Micah Simon with us. Uh, I'm, this, is, this has been a great interview thus far. And uh, the impression that I'm getting from this is as much as it benefits the kids and their families from talking with you and with Kalani and everybody that's made this trip, I feel like it, almost makes more of a lasting impression on you. And it's almost in a way more helpful to you than it is to the group of the kids. Yeah. You can, you can ask so many guys who've been on the trip, you know, we've learned so much from them, just how they, you know, go about their everyday life and what they have to do. Um, so just learning from them just kind of creates that other perspective. Um, and just kind of makes, makes you know that, uh, that there are people out there that kind of, you know, might have a little more difficult than you, but they're they're smiling every day and they're they're going to work every day doing what they have to do. So that's just kind of, you know, we all have problems, but you know, mine are we're never as big as theirs. You know, one of the things that when you see when you see the pictures, and I and I've thought this every year that I've seen it, it it's so cool. And people driving by probably like, wait, what, what's going on? Like all this, you know, in New York, you know, someplace that's really far away from Utah. But you've got this huge group of kids with BYU football coaches and players and decked out in BYU gear. I mean, that's, it's just a cool sight that maybe you don't necessarily think you would ever see in Harlem, New York. Exactly. It's, uh, it's funny how you say that, you know, where the field, there's this kind of gate that goes around the field. And uh, we're there for about three to four hours. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, kind of hour by hour you just see like more people just kind of show up and they're just like watching and they're just like, okay, what is this? And then this past year we, you know, we stepped up our game. We had a Ben and Jerry's truck, ice cream <laughs> truck that pulled up. So there's just people from the street, like coming in to get ice cream. And it's, you know, we, we prepared for that. You know, we, we had enough to make sure we could just try to serve everybody. Um, so just, it's, it's fun to, to see that. Oh, fantastic stuff. Micah Simon, BYU senior wide receiver with us on BYU sports nation. When you talk about something like this, football definitely feels secondary. But I can't help but think, is there a way we can get the Harlem Jets to Amherst, Massachusetts to watch you guys play against UMass? Because that, I think that would be quite a sign. I, I don't know if it's possible. That just kind of crossed my mind. Like, can we get those kids? Because I know they're huge BYU fans now. And it's so random being in Harlem, New York, rooting for the Provo, Utah team. But, man, what a, what a cool thing. Yeah, we, uh, we actually talked with one of their coaches just you know seeing if we could have tickets you know ready for at least you know some of the guys that could be able to make it because uh, it would be great for us to see them you know see them again and them to see us you know in action 
Oh, fantastic. Micah, Great thanks stuff. for coming in, man. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank we'll be you talking football me. plenty plenty uh, more when we oh, get yeah. up uh, closer yeah. to training camp for or whatnot. Sure. Um, Let's get the uh, the marker. We, oh, we need your it. signature. It's been too long. Yes, anywhere you want, you sign it. Micah Simon signing the Sailor Coog flag. The vintage logo is the specific name for this. Yes, take your time. Pick your spot. <laughs> It'll be up there forever. <laughs> Coming up, which BYU athlete deserves to have their jersey retired? Hashtag Kevin Durant. <laughs> and between the lines with the hype man of hype men. Plug your ears or get your earplugs anyway for this next segment. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, a fantastic Tuesday show going thus far. We just spoke with Micah Simon, BYU football receiver, on the why that goes into the Mortal Life Foundation and the Cougars trip back east to Harlem, New York, to visit with the Harlem Jets. Really emotional stuff. Very emotional stuff to be able to have those experiences, not just for the kids that are involved, but for these athletes and coaches to be able to go back and have that. Just some, it's stuff they'll never forget. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Jimmer Fredette played 17 minutes in his Golden State Warriors NBA Summer League debut. He scored 14 points on 5 of 10 shooting, had 7 rebounds. The Warriors lost to the Kings, who feature Eric Mika. He played 5 minutes, had 2 points and 2 rebounds. Mika and the Kings played today again at 11 Eastern on NBA TV against the Miami Heat. Fredette and the Warriors played just before that at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on ESPN2 against the Lakers NBA Summer League team. I hear that LeBron, Kawhi, and uh, Anthony Davis will not be there. (laughs) Yeah. You imagine the circus that would be if those guys showed up. (laughs) Representing the Ugandan national team, Brandon Davies was named the best rebounder in the qualifying round of the African Championships. Uganda finished third in the championships behind Kenya and Egypt. Former BYU women's volleyball, All-American, Ronnie Jones-Perry, one of 14 players named to the U.S. women's national team, which will compete at the 11-team Pan American Cup held July 6th for the 14th in Trujillo and Chiclayo, Peru. Am I saying that the correct way? You're asking the Need wrong Need to person. check with all of the former Peruvian missionaries. Former player and BYU assistant coach Rob Browning is the head coach of the U.S. Pan American Cup team. Former Cougar Jacob Brugman on an absolute tear with the AAA Tacoma Rainiers over his last five games. In those five games, he's hit four home runs, five runs scored, and has eight runs batted in. I have that as excellent. That is very good. Our question of the day. What is the greatest singular moment in BYU's eight years of West Coast Conference inclusion? In on Twitter, Twiggear Stone. My first thought is beating undefeated Gonzaga. That was something I never thought would happen. The national championship for Clayton Young was also amazing, if only for the reaction videos. Hmm, interesting. Hashtag BYUSN. That brings up Isaac Wood. And now, <laughs> my friends, if you cast your minds back to about a month ago when the men dominated in the NCAA championships, 10,000 meters at nationals. Of course, Clayton Young is your national champion. You may recall what can only be described as some of the greatest cheering known to men. The man behind the mayhem is track and field director of operations, Isaac Wood, and we wanted to get to know a little bit more about Isaac and what fuels his fire, his overall passion for life. You might be surprised, you might be intrigued, and you'll probably be a little bit scared a few times as you watch this segment. Lauren McLean, take us between the lines with Isaac Wood. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. 
after that amazing video went viral of you screaming at the track and field meet, everyone wants to know who is Isaac Wood. I'm the director of operations for track and field and cross country, BYU. I kind of just had this, you know, unique raising where track and field and running is kind of what we know and what we do, so here I am. What led up to that type of reaction specifically in that moment? I mean, we finished first, third, and fourth, um, almost about as well as that race could have gone. You know, I think I just kind of blacked out and <laughs> lost my mind and, and didn't really care who was around me or what was happening. I just kind of got so excited and... but they absolutely loved hearing you on the side. Have they said anything to you? Yeah, sure. I mean, usually after races, some of the some of the athletes will come up to me. They, they, they would be like, you know, I didn't hear anyone the entire race but you. What was your reaction to all the, the national attention you got after that, that video went viral? Um, it was a little embarrassing, maybe slightly, just, you know, um, I, was, I never thought my me screaming would 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 cause hundreds of thousands of people to want to look at that. Are there any other scenarios in life that cause you to have that type of reaction? Well, I can get excited about just about anything. When I was younger, I didn't find the joy in recycling as I do now, and that gets me really excited. Yes! I'm really passionate about safety and the safety of others. The last thing I'd ever want is for something bad happen to someone else, so I get really excited when I know that they are safe. Yes! Isaac, how did you get in here? Chivalry is not dead, and it will not die with me. Yes! I've been inspired by the chain smokers to celebrate a selfie in song form, and I will celebrate it in screaming form. You know, we're not supposed to judge, but I judge people who do not drink water. When I get a nice eight ounce glass of cold refreshing water, nothing excites me more. Yes! <clears throat> One of my very favorite passions is watching people wash their hands and knowing that they are clean. much passion you have about just you know the ordinary things of everyday life and thanks for joining us on between the lines he's one in a million people oh, that was great i'm gonna assume yeah. that uh, that scene uh in the restroom did not take place during business hours um well <laughs> Well, actually, it did. So th there were some people that were kind of like, is everything okay out security, in the hall? Or security the was running upstairs to find out what was happening. Okay. <laughs> Isaac Wood. Oh, boy. I told you, you'd be entertained and a little scared. That was awesome. I love <laughs> Isaac. He's so great. He was only supposed to scream at me once in the bathroom. So that was all on script. Like, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Like, okay, I get it. So your reaction, it was not acting. You that was legit. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I still I've been I've been damaged in in a year. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, what shout a, out to Billy Madison. Yes. yes. What a, by the way, the greatest of the Adam Sandler movies. It's, it's Billy there's Madison. An, there's an argument there for sure. Yes. For sure. Coming up, our World Cup date. USA versus England. The winner gets to declare their independence. And which BYU athletes deserve to have their jersey retired? In the spirit of Kevin Durant with the Warriors, longtime player in Golden State. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. You can watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. You can also listen on the BYU radio app or where podcasts are found. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Let's just hear the Isaac Wood scream one more time just for good measure. Can we go ahead? Yeah. Yes. That's where our energy level is today. Oh, man. He is the hype man. He is the hype man. (laughs) He'd be super excited to hear about Kevin Durant with the Golden State Warriors, Jason Shepard. Look, this is weird. True story. This is weird. The Golden State Warriors are going to retire Kevin Durant's number 35. After three years. He won two championships. Yes. I get it. Yes. But then I think there's this idea of, man, we we kind of are responsible for (laughs) rupturing his Achilles. So... Maybe we should send him out with a retired jersey. Look, I, I understand. It's it's not like a like going to the Hall of Fame or like every each individual organization has their. They come up with whatever criteria. The league doesn't, to my knowledge, the league has no input on on like criteria for retiring a a number or anything like that. So I think it's up to each individual team and organization as to what their own criteria is and how they do it. So I guess if they want to do it, it's certainly within their power. But it just. The guy's been there three years, and and it kind of felt like it ended bad. So it's he's weird. still playing. He's still playing. Like if the Warriors want to do this later, like hey, thanks Kevin Durant for the three years you gave us and helped us win two NBA championships. Like okay, I get that. Now, like they they want to announce that now. The timing of it just seems super weird. Okay, so let's take this to to BYU. Which BYU athlete mm-hmm. that currently does not have their jersey retired? Mm-hmm. Which BYU athlete do you think deserves to have their jersey retired? Okay, you want to talk about strict ramifications. Okay, BYU, I think you have to be an All-American, um, and it's got to be like, I don't know if it has to be consensus, but like you've got to be like a, a first or second team All-American. You obviously have to graduate. You probably need to yes. be a member of the BYU Hall of Fame. Like there, there are all these things, and I think 10 years or something has to pass. Like there, there's like this set amount of time that has to pass before you do. I don't know how long it is, but there are some exact measures. Jerem Jordan, I wish he were here because I think he has uh, an idea of the more specifics of those measures. So perhaps Jerem, if you're listening, you can tweet those in. It's an uh, hour. It's an hour earlier in Portland. He's not. Up. The point is, it's hard to get your jersey retired at BYU. I mean, Jim McMahon, like it. I, I felt like the heavens and earth had to combine with yeah, the help he had of to get Tom his, Homo yes, had to get his degree to make that yeah. happen. But right now, Jason, if I had to pick somebody that I feel like is deserving, that I feel like represents the school, that has been such a beacon and uh, a pillar in a very unique way, albeit, is Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, I think, deserves to have his number 21 retired 
at BYU because of what he has meant to the university, and he's not your typical BYU person. Mm -hmm. He's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from Fontana, California. came here as a 16-year-old kid. Which is crazy. And his mom and his entire family, like, embraced the university. Like, it could, they could not be more pro-BYU and just... They've been such a good beacon for the university in a unique way. Jamal has gone on. He's stayed loyal to BYU. He's talked about his experiences here. I don't know. I really like what he's meant to the university. And he had to leave, and he still came back like, and became the school's all-time leading rusher. For me, I know it's too early. Yeah. He graduated, got his degree. Jamal Williams deserves like that, that his number retired. I like that one. Mine's probably a little more obvious than, than Jamal, but – and and I don't know where Jimmer stands in terms of his degree. I I I don't know if he ended up getting his degree. He couldn't even go to class for crying. Yeah, out so I, I don't know where that stands. But but Jimmer for that, I mean, number thirty two at BYU that will has, happen. I mean, that's got to be retired. That I, will it's, happen. It's it's Jimmer and and it's by a mile. <laughs> yeah. It's Jimmer and everybody else. Yeah, by a mile, Jimmer. Yeah, it's gonna happen. He will. Again, he seriously could not go to class because of his popularity. You remember our conversation yesterday with what's the chance, and you went 32%, I uh-huh. went 33%. Uh-huh. Jimmer wore 33 Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Hey, Golden State, retire Jimmer's number 33, please, after one NBA summer yeah, league exactly. Game. Coming up, one former Cougar is absolutely tearing it up in the minors lately. Find out who in the Cougar whip around. And a well-deserved rise and shout-out to some long-suffering fans. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout-out to today's guest, BYU football senior wide receiver Micah Simon, back from Harlem. Had some fantastic stories about uh, really life-impacting things that happened to the Cougars uh, while they were visiting the Harlem Jets back east. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's not going to be long before they're playing their first game. Hit it! Countdown to the youths. 58 days. 58 days away. Shout out to Chris Hoke, defensive tackle for BYU in 1994, 1997 to 2000. Played 11 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Won two Super Bowl championships. Yeah. I think he's deserving of the number 58. I, uh, I got to see his Super Bowl ring. He came in for one of the football media days, like probably two years ago. Got to see his Super Bowl ring. It's unbelievable. Show is always on demand via the podcast, BYU TV and BYU radio apps. In the meantime, Spencer, what should we do? Whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in pro hoops. Jimmer Fredette playing 17 minutes, scoring 14 points and picking up seven rebounds in last night's Golden State Warriors loss to Eric Mika and the Sacramento Kings in the NBA Summer League. Mika played five minutes, scored two points, also had two rebounds. Mika and the Kings play today, 11 p.m. Eastern on NBA TV versus the Miami Heat. Fredette and the Warriors also playing tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2 versus the Lakers. Representing the Ugandan national team, Brandon Davies named the best rebounder in the qualifying round of the African Championships. Uganda finishing third behind Kenya and Egypt. Volleyball. Former BYU Women's Volleyball All-American Ronnie Jones-Perry is one of 14 players named to the U.S. Women's National Team, which will represent the United States at the 11-team Pan American Cup held July 6th through the 14th in Peru. Former player and BYU assistant coach Rob Browning is the head coach. Cougars in the minors. In his last five games for the AAA Tacoma Rainiers, Jacob Brugman 
has hit four home runs, helping him score five runs, eight runs batted in. Well done, Jacob. He's going to get the call up at some point. Absolutely. Jackson Clough had one RBI off of one hit, also had a stolen base and a run for the Hagerstown Suns in a loss to the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Mike Rucker pitched three innings for the Tennessee Smokies in double-A ball against the Birmingham Barons. Gave up only one earned run and three hits. Soccer. Our World Cup date, USA taking on England today at 3 Eastern time. USA. Get out of USA. here. USA. Get oh, out of here. USA. Hayden Wallace is here. Yeah, our, three, our resident English mm. production assistant. 3 Eastern. Former production. <laughs> <laughs> 3 Eastern time. I feel so dirty. of the semifinals. You, all right. USA. They have two of the leading scores in the competition in Rapino and Morgan. Also, number one ranked team. They are the favorites to win. Take that. No karma for you, Hayden. Love you, but not happening. Today's rise and shout outs now. Jason, based on what I've seen from any and every New York Knicks fan on social media, <laughs> led by Stephen A. Smith. Oh, that's over the really last, funny. Uh, not for him, but for hours, everyone else. 36 hours, really. I'm going to give the the Knicks fans a shout-out because they'll keep showing up. They'll keep paying ridiculous prices to go watch this team play at Madison Square Garden, and they'll stay loyal to the end. I can respect that. As a Baltimore Orioles fan, as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I have respect for this. My my teams haven't reached that level of disparity. But, uh, yeah, to Knicks fans, hang tough. I hope for your sanity at some point it's going to be okay. Look, I understand it was just the summer league, but to have Jimmer Fredette and Eric Mika, two former BYU players, on the court at the same time last night on an NBA floor, that was awesome. I'm going to give my rise and shout-outs to Jimmer and Mika for, for, for just putting themselves back in that position. It was, it was fun to watch. Our question of the day, what's the greatest singular moment in BYU's eight years of West Coast Conference inclusion? On Facebook, Joe Cochran answers, BYU women's volleyball dominating its way to the Final Four multiple times. It's got to be one, one moment. One singular moment. See, I chose the national championship run in 2014, that Final Four win. One shining moment, maybe. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. On Twitter, Jason, Sky agrees with you at Colonel underscore James 83. 30 and dope. Oh, yeah. Taking down number one Gonzaga. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to another former 58, Jeff Bell. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation at noon Eastern. USA! USA! USA!